What is up, guys? It's David from Free Wine and Love and Bread. Before we get the show started today, um, just want to let you guys know how you can follow us, support us, see what we got going on because we got a lot of new stuff coming your way. Um, as always, follow us Instagram. Just type in Free Wine and Love and Bread. You should find us. Same thing with Facebook and YouTube. Go subscribe to our page, like our videos, watch our videos, um, all of that. We do have a Patreon under Free Wine and Love and Bread. If you want to support the podcast, we're going to have new content on there pretty regularly for you guys. Um, other than that, we have a new website we just put up. It's freewineunleavenedbread.com. Freewineunleavenedbread.com. Um, hit us up there to see what we got going on. Send us prayer requests, um, things of that nature. We're going to keep that updated weekly for you guys. And as always, thank you for your support. Um, thank you for the time you spent listening to the podcast. And we all really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Enjoy the show. Um, so I, since we're on this topic, I'm, I'm throwing this out because... I heard this at, preached at a sermon at a church that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I think it's an interesting point. Um, they were talking about worship, and Dalton, I think you, you were with you were with me yeah. when we, we heard this, and he was talking about how um, the worship is very emotionally involved and how it can deceive people into thinking that that's like real connection with God, but it's just like the music, and it's just... You know, there's nothing. It, it kind of seemed like the argument was like you're being deceived by your emotions in that moment. So do you think like what what are your thoughts on that? I guess I should say. Um, Let me make sure I'm understanding the question, you know, pretty well. First. So le- sorry, let me let me lay down the context. This was this was a church that did not practice instrumental, instrumental music. OK. And so they're very traditional. OK. Um, Hymns. And the the sermon that day just so happened to be about worship, and we were visiting, and so we went, and um, that was basically that was one thing one of the things the pastor had said that worship your emotions are very your emotions are driving the driving force. Um, maybe Dalton, you could articulate it better. Yeah. So but, um, basically. What they were getting at is like it's not a disproven thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what they were getting is that like you know the the melodies uh, with instrumental music and um, the tones that they create uh, affect our emotions, mm-hmm. and though and that is manipulated to uh, this is what they're saying. It's it, they manipulate the audience to give them the spiritual experience, quote unquote. Um, to make them feel like they're closer to God. Uh, and so like, that was the whole argument uh, of this pastor. And I disagree, but I will say I've heard plenty of musicians within a worship setting setting say, yeah, key change is when everybody gets saved. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me look up this verse really quick because I do want to reference this. I actually shared this with a friend a week ago, a couple weeks ago. I actually do. I was having a conversation earlier today, just like it, it's kind of on that topic because I feel like there can be this setting where it's like the church is trying to create an experience instead of letting people just experience God's presence. Mm-hmm. And it's like something I've been really wondering is like, why is the worship team always in the front? Like, why aren't they in the back? 
our focus shouldn't be on the worship team. It should be on Jesus, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Good just point. been something I've been like thinking about lately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've thought about that too. Um, <clears throat> for me, I, I never really even pay attention to the worship team. Um, and I mean, I might get into the music every now and then, but it's not what I'm paying attention to. I'm paying, mm-hmm. t- paying attention to the words and like I am, it's like, it's like being led in a prayer. It's like you're finding how the words can relate and connect within your life. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're, a, you will, <laughs> you are providing the meaning from your own heart into those words when you're speaking to the father in prayer. I feel like it's the same thing with worship music. Um, but yeah. I think the, the kind of the broader question that like, that should be asked in the context of what we're talking about is, do you believe that sometimes that setting can be manipulated to have, make people have a better experience with God or like, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's like fabricated experience almost. Yeah. Whitney, what are your thoughts? Here's the thing. And I, I think about whenever Satan fell like lightning from heaven and he was over worship and he was regarded as beautiful And it's when he started to exalt himself that pride caused him to fall. And I think that a lot of times you need to pay attention to the lyrics that are in worship. I don't think it's about the instruments. I don't think it's about all the stuff. I've seen where people can fabricate and say things out of good intention because they know it's in the word, but maybe they didn't hear that from God to say, and they said it anyway, just to sound good Mm -hmm. and to sound spiritual. So absolutely worship can be manipulated and it can be prideful. But the thing about it is, is that's why putting in truth and putting in the word and having that intimacy with God on your own time outside of that building is so important because worship is not what we, where we just sit and have a pity party and it's about us. Worship is something that we offer to God. And so some of the lyrics, even in certain songs, and I, I know some people have been led to Jesus through some of these songs, but they're honestly not scriptural they're not scripture in the Bible and people will take these lyrics and make it doctrine and think that it's in there because it's a worship song, quote unquote, and it's not. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, is if there's anything about it being about us, that's just pride period. But as far as the experience goes, absolutely. I think that church has wanted to reach the loss so badly that they'll fabricate things to make them feel comfortable because for so long, people that were lost that would come in church would feel seen and feel judged. And so when these kind of experiences where the lights are dim and all of this stuff, people aren't noticed as much and they can just focus on what's being, you know, taught or whatever. Yeah. But there is that illusion. And I'm not saying every time. There are some worship teams that participate in that and are genuine. Yeah. But there are definitely some that create the experience and the power of God's not behind it. And that's... that. That ties into what I was saying just a moment ago. Like, it's a good thing, but when people abuse it, then that's that's when it gets a bad rap. Yeah. What about the the response? So we're, we're talking about kind of being deceived, you know. Like, what do you think the difference in the response is? Maybe at the end of a big worship night uh, in that setting, someone comes forward, you know, tears. They're they're emotionally kind of in that place with God. What's the difference between that and maybe watching Marley and me and like you cry because the dog dies or something mm-hmm. is it like, do you think those two things, they're both kind of emotional triggers, worship, and then also that thing. So like what makes the other contrast from 
the other. You know, see what I'm saying? Like, can people yeah. be deceived in that saying to make make it seem like they had some moment with God when they actually didn't? It was just the environment. Mm-hmm. I definitely think so. <clears throat> and it's hard to like draw that line and to see when it's genuine and when it's not. So I, I don't know. I but think I think they can. I think the difference is just like the conviction. You it, it changes something in your mind about the way that you perceive God or you perceive the situation and then there's a heart change. Mm-hmm. It like almost softens or prepares the heart depending. Like I do think music can affect, you know, your emotions and I think that there are also anointed heavenly sounds, like certain melodies that will stick with you. Like a song, like if you're going through a hard time and it'll pop up in your spirit, you know, like for instance, Waymaker. And you won't even be thinking about it here or whatever, but that melody will pop in your head and it's almost like God's responding. So I think it just, honestly, it can be both. And I think mm-hmm. that's where discernment comes in. But the difference in those two things is the conviction and the change that comes in your heart. When you say, Jesus, I mean it, here's my heart. Yeah, It yeah. changes something in you. There's an, there's an inward change. It's not just you have this emotional response to him and then you, you don't take anything with you. Something leaves yeah. with you in those moments. Yeah, I just don't want people to think, you know, you had that change just because of this rock show and just because of the lights being dim and the, you know, it's because you actually have like a change of heart. It's because you actually have a conviction inside you. Yeah. And another thing that I want to add is that like all the elements that instruments create to provoke a certain emotional reaction can also be provoked by vocals. Mm hmm. Like vocal, like vocal talent can be just as emotionally moving as a guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that there's guitar solos in church. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, what you're saying, these instruments do. So do vocals. Yeah. So do vocals, and I have heard, like, if you listen to people who actually perform hymns the way that they were meant to be performed. Like that, that's, that is the same thing that they're like trying to create is an emotional experience through vocal talent. Yeah. I think it brings, I want to share this scripture with you guys too, but I think it brings it back to that place of when you're worshiping, is it about you and how you feel? Or is it something that you're offering to God and you're agreeing with what his word says, regardless of how you feel? And I think that that's really the defining line instrument hymns whatever or not it's what you're declaring and who it's for yeah and it's like you said a moment ago that it's really meant to soften your heart and get it and kind of like get it prepared to give god like what you need to give him in that moment